Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So let me just start off by saying I hope that you are having a happy and blessed Sunday. I hope that you prayed. I hope that you meditated. I hope that you're trying to get your spirit right as we enter into this new week of new hopes, new joys, new dreams, and new outlooks. I always try to see things from a positive side because trust and believe your yesterdays will not be like your todays. So, um, this weekend, I celebrated a milestone. Um, I didn't get to do what I really wanted to do because it was cold and my time uh, was limited. However, um, my oldest daughter turned 30 uh, the other day and um, for those I'm quite sure I've mentioned this in several of my podcasts I am a teenage mom I had my daughter when I was 15 and um, I'm going to tell the story of how this all evolved and how this all played out so you know here I am 15 years old and I don't know anything about life and I don't know anything about being a mother and it wasn't intentional you know I I met her father her father was my childhood friend he was my first official boyfriend and my first love you know he was the first of everything for me my first heartbreak you name it he was it and um you know here I am I'm 15 and most women will relate to this. I never really liked having my, my menstrual. I didn't enjoy it at all. I was just like, oh, I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And um, like I said, you know, here I am 15. I have my boyfriend and, you know, naturally you do what you think that you're supposed to be doing when you have a boyfriend, which is have sex. And here I am 15 pregnant. And, you know, I missed my periods for a couple of months. I didn't pay it no mind. I had no belly. I was not showing. I didn't have any real signs, any real symptoms. And then one day, um, her father had said to me, he was like, "Um, you didn't get your period. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, being naive, being being young, being oblivious. And I'm like, well, what? And, you know, I finally was like, okay, well, I need to figure this out. And I went to the doctor, and I was literally like five or six months pregnant. And here I am, 15, five or six months pregnant, didn't know what the hell was going on, didn't know what to do. And so naturally, you know, once you learn and understand, I'm like, okay, well, it's, you know, you go to the doctor, and it's like, okay, um, it's too late to have a termination. And so here I am now in a situation where I'm going to be a mom. And it was, it wasn't, I wouldn't say confusing, but it was like, how the hell am I going to take care of a child at 15? Uh, You know, like I've mentioned before, I grew up in a very toxic environment. My household wasn't the healthiest, you know, household. There was a lot of dysfunctions and things going on in the household. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I couldn't live, you know, with my daughter's father because he had a very tumultuous life and, you know, he was in the streets as well and, you know, living and, you know, just trying to survive and do what he had to do. So he couldn't provide for me or my daughter. And I'm just like, okay, I have to figure this out. And so I, um, you know, 
I had to sit down and I, now I had to, you know, come to the realization like, okay, like I, I needed to figure this out. And I, you know, I spoke to my brother, the one that I'm closest with, and I told him, I had to sit him down and I'm like, you know, I, you know, this is the situation. And um, I've just remembered being scared um, to tell my mom, being scared to tell my dad. You know, that was my biggest thing, to tell my dad, because I was, um, I didn't want to disappoint him. Because, you know, the first thing that people do is, like, I knew who I was as, as a person. Don't get me wrong. It was just that I was young. I was just, you know, living life. I was just, you know, doing what teenagers do, you know, just living life and just being oblivious to the things in the world. And I just was, I just remember being so, like, I didn't want to hurt my dad. And so I wrote my dad a letter. And I, I wrote my dad a letter. And I mailed it to him because at the time my father was living in Alabama. And just so happened, I wrote my dad the letter, and my dad was on his way to New York to come and see me. And he never received the letter. He surprised me and came to New York. And when he came to New York, he came to see his 15-year-old daughter pregnant. And my dad was devastated because he felt like my life was over. He felt like, like, like I wasn't going to, um, he, he felt like my life was over, literally. And so my dad, uh, went to my school and, you know, he tried to talk to the counselors to see like what he could do, you know, like maybe if I moved with him, like he, he presented the offer to me, like, listen, you know, if you want, I, cause New York city is not a place to raise a child. Like what is your, my father was very, um, and he still is to this day. He, you know, he always talked to me. And he always was like, okay, let's sit down and let's talk about this. And, you know, put things on the table. And, you know, and, and maybe that's where I get it from. And so he offered me to move to Alabama to, you know, further my education, to help me raise my baby and, you know, to help me get my life. Because he didn't want me to succumb to the things that could happen to me living in the inner city environment. And, you know, like I said, I was, I was 13, I already got shot, and now here I am, 15, and I'm pregnant. And he's like, wait a minute, like, you know, like, I don't want your life to spiral anymore because you haven't even reached adulthood and you already have two traumatic um, life events occur. And, like, like I'm, not, I'm not going to allow this to happen to you. You're my daughter. And, um, and I said, no, Dad. Um, I want to stay. I want. I remember telling him, I, you know, I said, "No, Dad, I want to stay. I want. I'm going to finish school. I'm going to do what I have to do. And don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm going to figure it out." And um, I did that. I, I still managed to go to high school and finish. I still went on to college. I did go back to school. I, you know, I went to beauty school. I went to college. Like, I was always productive. Like, I've always been about my business. And, you know, I went to, I finished high school. I went to beauty school. I went to college. You know, I got my associates. And then I went back and I got my bachelor's. 
And then, um, you know, by that time, I already had my second daughter. You know, I was living on my own, working, making my own money. And, you know, I went on to get my master's degree. And um, my father, up to this day, my father tells me, he says, you know, I'm so proud of you. He said, because I thought your life was over. I thought, you know, that you weren't going to make it out of that situation. But I'm so proud of you. You know, you are an amazing woman. You carry yourself well. You're about your business. He said, I don't even know how you did it because you didn't even ask me for anything. And I didn't. I, I didn't. I, well, I didn't call my parents and ask them for anything. I barely asked my dad for anything. And so now that I'm grown and now that I'm an adult, whatever I do ask of my parents, they give it to me free will. They just say it because they know. And I don't even have to ask sometimes. They just give it. And my daughter is such a blessing. You know, she's, she was a blessing to me in so many ways. And I look back and I'm like, wow, that was 30 years ago. I don't even know how I did it. It was only by the grace of God, God kept me. I think having my daughter at such a young age, it did limit me because I, you know, I, I was it. You know, I had to be her mother. I had to be her father. I had to make some life sacrifices. I had to make better decisions and I had to move in my life and do things according to not just me, but for her. And, you know, I, I did my I did my best. I tried to do whatever I could. My daughter didn't lack or want or need for anything material-wise. However, the one thing that I could not provide for her was her dad. And I know growing up it used to bother her because her father was in the streets. You know, her father lived that life, you know, in and out of jail, very inconsistent, not holding um, his weight, not owning up to, you know, being accountable and standing on his word. He was very flighty. And that's why I gave him the nickname Casper because he was like the friendly ghost. It's like you see him one time and then you don't see him for another two, three, four, five, six months a year. You know what I'm saying? He was that kind of person. And, um, and, When we finally did reconcile and I told him, you know, we spoke about several things and I said, you know, you you just weren't there. You weren't available. And his words to me were, you know, hey, um, I knew that you were capable of taking care of her. I knew that you got you. I said, but it doesn't matter. I said, that's not what it's all about. I've never been about money. I've always been about just being consistent, being some. But he couldn't be the example for her. He couldn't be the kind of man that she needed in her life. He couldn't be available to her in that way because so much time had passed. And because he was living a very chaotic life and he had multiple children, multiple women, you know, in and out. He had this very, like I said, he was flighty. So in his defense, he felt that it was just easier to stay away. And, you know, um... I feel like, in my opinion, it was a cop-out. It was the easy way of doing things. Because here's the thing. My father didn't have 
my father will tell you to this day he didn't have he didn't really you know have money he didn't really um you know he was struggling himself but at the end of the day my father never left me no matter where my father went in this world my father always called on me he checked for me every he would always try to send me fifty dollars or try to send me you know whatever he could and I respected that so much more because at least I knew he tried and that's the sad truth. You know, he tried. So for me, when he gave me that excuse, it was like, you know what? That's a cop out. That's the, that's the easy route. That's the easy way out. And so, you know, I look back and I, I, I see how my daughter turned out. And, you know, she has to learn and make her own mistakes. And she has to pave her own way because now she's a mother and now she's going to have to go through her own struggles. And, you know, I tried to shield her as much as I could from life events and you know things about her dad but you know that's something that she now has to heal because I made that mistake I made that mistake of and I always said you know um I wish that I could change who my children's father what is because you know at the end of the day I wasn't aware I was just you know you don't think about the long-term effects of how you know who how and who you have children with how it's going to affect their lives and granted some people do change and some people you know they don't but in my case their parents didn't change so like my oldest daughter unfortunately her father he did you know turn his life around somewhat however um life humbled him you understand what I'm saying and Unfortunately, he passed away very early from cancer. And that's something that, you know, we have no control over. And um, that's something that um, quite, it haunted him. Because like I've said, you know, the last, you know, he's never been available to her. He never showed up really for birthdays, graduations, special occasions, whatever it is. It was by, I could count on my hands the amount of times that he was actually present for her. And, you know, when she was having her baby, you know, that day I'll never forget because he was sitting outside and he was sitting on a wall and he was crying. And I said, well, what's the matter? And all he kept saying was, I miss so much of her life. You know, and that was not by my doing. That was by his own doing. And that's something that he had to deal with. Because my daughter looks just like him. You know, she looks... I mean, now her features are a little changing because you could see me in her. But growing up, that was very hard for her because uh, everybody knew him. You know, we're from the hood, so everybody knew him. And everybody was like, oh, my God, would always stop and say, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. You look like your dad. How's your dad doing? Oh, and I would have to give... And, like, I could see the hurt, you know, come over her, you know, come over her. You know, the hurt and the pain that she felt uh, because her father was just not present in her life. He was inconsistent. He wasn't dependable, you know, and um, that's the one thing I couldn't give her. And that bothered me for years. It's still, I mean, I'm I'm past it now because I've learned to forgive, but it bothered me for years. And, um, you know, and I always walked around with this pain and this hate and this anger towards him because he was hurting my baby and um but it wasn't until I became healed that I I had to let that go but my daughter taught me so much about life she taught me so much about who I am and 
what I wanted and what I, you know, needed to do to become a better person, a better mother, to provide, you know, just to um, try to give her a better life, try to give her the things that I didn't have. You know, I tried to, you know, be very supportive and loving and nurturing and caring. And, um, you know, my daughter is amazing. She's beautiful. You know, when I look at her, I'm like, wow, you're 30. Like, I, I remember bringing her home from the hospital in a snowstorm. Can you believe it? Being in, in labor for 14 hours and just um, just looking at her, I'm just like, wow. You know, just amazed at this beautiful creation that was, you know, inside of me. And um, I, I really, really, truly just love her. And, you know, that's my ride or die. We, you know, we, she, we, you know, she was like, not only my daughter, but just because we were so, I'm so young and we were so close in age, you could say, um, you know, it was just her and I, you know, everywhere I went, she went. I was never one of those mothers who used to leave her everywhere. And so, you know, she was my life. She was it for me. And, you know, she just taught me so much. And I'm so grateful that God blessed me with her, even though I had to go through, um, what I went through, you know, I'm just thankful, you know, that God kept me, um, and pushed me to do better things and to do good things, not just for myself, but to be an example to her and to show her, you know, and, um, I'm like 30, I'm still in shock. I'm like, wow, I have a 30 year old and, um, you know, she's trying to get her life situated and she's trying to, you know, now grow into the woman that she needs to become. And she's an, a mother. And um, I'm so proud of her. You know, despite of the ups and the downs and the trials and the tribulations, um, I'm, I'm really proud of her. And I want to see the best for her. I want to see her happy. I want to see her live a life of abundance, a life of love. Um, and I wish her so many more. getting emotional y'all wow Whew. excuse me so um the time went by so fast believe it or not like it went by so fast It went by so fast that I just don't even know, like, I'm like, wow. It seemed like I said, just like yesterday, I picked her up from the hospital. And, you know, I brought her home from the hospital. And here's the thing. A lot of people ask me how I did. I said, I don't know. It was just like my maternal instinct kicked in instantly. And it's just like I just went into mommy mode. I went into protective mode. And, you know, it was just like, it was just so natural for me to be a mom at 15. Like, nobody showed me how to be a mom. Nobody showed me how to, you know, take care of a baby and how to, you know, just do. It just became natural. Like, it was just a natural instinct that just came over me. Like, okay, boom, I'm a mom. Let me just handle my business and do what I got to do. And 
I, I just say it's only by the grace of God, you know. And so I'm just truly blessed and I'm just, just truly honored to be her mother. And I'm so glad that God entrusted and gifted me with her to um, be her mom. He gave me such a great assignment. What other greater assignment is there but to be a mom? and to care for somebody and to love somebody and to nurture somebody and to give life and to just pour into them and just, um, you know, be that a mom. And I'm not a perfect mom. I definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way, but, you know, she was definitely the catalyst, um, for me to grow into becoming the woman that I am today. And so for that, I want to wish her a happy, happy birthday. I know it didn't quite turn out the way she wanted to um, for different reasons, but, you know, birthdays are every day. So she has reached a milestone, 30 years of life, and I just can't wait to see what the rest of this life has in store for her uh, on this journey as she grows into her womanhood. So with that, to my baby girl, to my Pookie Sue, um, I love you so much. Happy 30th birthday. I wish you so many, many more. Um, I'm always going to love you. I'm always going to be here to support you no matter what. I know that we don't always see eye to eye, and I definitely understand that you have to grow through what you go through, and I'm just going to be here to support you in any direction that you choose. So continue living life, continue growing, continue doing all the things that you do. You're amazing. You're an amazing mom. You're doing such a great job. And just remember, don't be so hard on yourself. Life is not easy. Life is not perfect. You're not perfect. It's okay. Just do the best that you can and you'll be all right. Just know that God is with you every step of the way. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Stay blessed. Wishing you nothing but love and light.